0: Hi, I'm Aaron Lee, an Australian pop artist named Airports. I want to take you guys on the journey with me through everything. Not just navigating the music industry, but overcoming personal demons, life-threatening illnesses, self-development, and even growing a successful side business. I wanted the right co-host for this, so I flew from Sydney to Brisbane before COVID just to get together with one of my best mates named Bryce Campbell. And we recorded this first season of... The Human Things Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. We're back and after talking about all those interesting experiences um, with my past life in church, um, I think I just want to say that I'm definitely not opposed to believing. Mm. I'm not opposed to the church. Um, I wonder if I, how much I say that out of social fear. <laughs> But also, I, I also think...
1: Um, I don't feel like you are. Like the way you just, like, you know, I, I've been around Some you. of it, I think, yeah. maybe. Because yeah. I
0: because I do love a lot of those people that, you know, I'm still connected to and I don't want them to feel like I just don't like them because I'm not there. Because mm. I would hope that, like, obviously we talked about we don't like it if they do that to us. So, yeah. you know, like it works both ways. Yeah, but, exactly. But I also definitely feel just, you know, spiritually a connection with the universe or God <laughs> or whatever. And I definitely still identify that. I feel like there's a creative power out there personally.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think, and I want to know the truth. Like un, after all this, like some people maybe that are kind of like hard right in the church and they might look at me now and they were like, you were a Christian artist that we had on our stages and we looked up to you or whatever. And I appreciate that, but people go through their journeys and – um I think people might write me off now going, oh, you know, whatever, he's backslidden. He's I hate secular. that
1: secular. <laughs>
0: I was always a secular pop artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, secular artist. I never wanted to make Christian music. I think at some point I just played those shows because that was the community I was in. But growing up, I always was like, I'm a general artist. That's it. Yeah. I'm just an artist. Mm-hmm. Um Regardless of lifestyle, and um, I know some people have written me off already, and I've had abusive mes- messages of people writing me off, which is really saddening because it's like, well, obviously your life is sadder than mine if this if this if how I live my life really upsets you.
1: Especially when I think one of the pivotal, at least musical moments that like set a lot of um, like church people off was a song about cheese.
0: <laughs> yes, I did a collaboration with uh, some of my mates. Uh, shout out, Civilian and Ruku. We made a song called Shadow, and it was literally just like a spur of the moment, like more of a joke rap song. Yeah. Uh, just for some fun and like I didn't even have any swearing, Any swears. Or vulgar comments. No, in my verse, verse and, and nice. anything I did vocally on the track. Like the other guys are my mates and they're rappers <laughs> and they just did what they did and they happened to have a few F-bombs in some of their verses. and about having not a big sex deal. for
1: ages. And- <laughs> <laughs> but
0: like, that, like, I'm not going to dictate what yeah. they say on a song. Yeah. That's their verse. They can say what they want. This is my verse. It was a stupid, dumb, like flexing, talking about money, which is yeah. cheddar, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just a fun song. And like, I, I, because my name was attached to it and... My mates were swearing I was like actually kicked off a few Christian events.
1: Yeah, you were like maybe what, fifteen, twenty days away from an event. You were gonna come yeah, up legit, here. You were gonna come up here for it and Yeah, legit. Yeah, you and, send me a message like, Hey man, I'm not canceled. coming up to Britain yeah. anymore. I'm like, why not? And it's like, oh, uh, some kids asking how pass away North drinks beer and has sex for ages but that was Ruku's verse it well, wasn't it even mine. your verse
0: but okay but I, I do get it they're trying to look after their kids in the church yeah, and yeah. you know I'm on their platform and an influencer so I yeah. speak playing for them and they want to um, you know they they want to make sure that it's all it's all gravy but yeah. Um, so I get it and, you know, still got love for them, still communicate with those people and it's great and no no bad vibes there at all. Mm. But uh, I get what they were trying to do, but it made me go, well, you know what? I, I'm a secular artist. Airports has a long history in the church world and that's great. I appreciate that. But, man, I need some some wiggle room to just – because I want to talk about things like we're talking about in this podcast. With What if I want to write a song about – Topics That don't sit well with the church I should be allowed, be allowed to express that how I want Because that's my art And sometimes I may want to use a word That other people are like who, Edgy <laughs> mm. Not for being edgy But just for expressing an emotion
1: yeah.
0: um, There's a, a band a, a Christian worship band Called King's, uh, King's Kaleidoscope mm-hmm. Really nice dudes We did a festival with them in New Zealand um, I spent some time chatting with, with them and the front man and they were really wonderful people. They, they got put on blast by the Christian community because after being a Christian band for so long that was getting quite big, they had a, a song come out where he was talking about Jesus and he said, fucking in it um, because he was ex- expressing a point in his life where he was in, in a severely dark place yeah. and he was telling his story and he said, the fear is fucking violent. True, and they decided to put it on the album. Yeah, actually, at the end of the song, it's actually a song about redemption, and Jesus comes in and saves him type of thing. Yeah, it's a be- it's actually a really wonderful, beautiful, honest song. But of course, kicked off festivals.
1: Dang. A lot of
0: Christian community were like, "He swore antichrist," and, <laughs> uh, and it's like, and I luckily I got to talk with with the guy from the band, the writer, and I, I asked him about it because I was like, I love that song. I love that you were being honest with yourself and you weren't afraid to to use that language. What happened? And and he's just like, we ended up in the best situation ever because we ended up not having to play the shows with the people that aren't open-minded like us. Mm, We we were glad we got kicked off those shows. Now we, we do better things and we feel like, and a lot of people in that community, in the Christian community, including myself, felt a lot of freedom from their song because there's a lot of people out there in these communities, Christian or not, that want to kind of like break the mould, step out and just actually have a chance to experience their life and their free expressive thought and creativity, especially creatives. Mm. And a lot of creatives come from church, um, which is a great incubator for creatives actually. Mm. Um, and they can't they feel like they're at a ceiling with their expression in their art and poetry because they can't say certain things Yeah. and I was definitely one of them and I feel like now that I don't feel as fearful about speaking my mind on a song I can actually talk about topics that I want to address that in terms will help other people that feel the same so um, I'm not anti-religious and I'm not Anti-spiritual, and I'm not anti-Christian. Yeah. I want to know the truth in my life. I'm such a deep thinker. I have battled so much with like I, God. If God is a personified character, if Christ is real, I honestly want to know Him, it, mm. whatever. Mm. Um, especially after going through everything with my mum, and that that definitely drew me closer to God again, so to speak. But there's a lot of situations with the establishment, the communities, the structures, the the communal mindset, the collective consciousness, the, the standards, the rules, which are often overblown standards and rules, I think taken out of biblical context from a very old text that was uh, written at a time for a time and people have blown it out of context and made it really black and white now because it's easier to control people with black and white.
1: Yeah, it's um, easier to spread it as well. Exactly. Which is part of that control.
0: Yeah, and that's what's sad because I don't think it's exactly how it is. I think everything is grey and I think God, him, itself, whatever the universal power is, is maybe not as defined as we try to define it Mm. in a box. Mm. Um, And I know that won't sit well with people, but it's – I want to – I'd rather go on that journey – in pursuit of the, the ultimate truth than just taking what people are trying to just be fed whatever the, someone else's truth is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think there's a lot of people in my situation and I'd, I'd rather help them know that they're not alone in that because mm. um, I needed I needed to know that at some point. When I was going through that church falling apart and all that, that toxic stuff, I felt so alone. Like I felt like I had no one to turn to. And the people who were the most consistent and honest through it with me, most of them were the friends who weren't from church. Mm. And they're still lifelong friends. Um, Obviously, there was a few that were from church and I'm not discounting them. But it was just an interesting perspective. And from that, I went, okay, I need to know, like why do I feel alone when I suddenly don't have this community, this church, when I feel... Like, like I wanted to leave that because that church got so toxic. I wanted to leave.
1: Mm.
0: And I actually, um, there were times where I felt I couldn't leave again. The sociopathic leader. Yeah. Because I saw that I saw him actually threaten people, who left. Like some people were just like I'm like not even just left like left to go to another church. They were like I'm going to another church because I'm feeling it over there. I want to go there. You know, I want to move to a different community. Yeah. And I saw him, call up the pastors of that other church and give them a heads up and go, this person's a troublemaker, watch out for them and totally just like blackmail them for no reason other than they left his tribe and he was losing his followers Damn. and he had that narcissistic need for being the leader of a mass of people. Um, so I was scared to leave for a long time and finally when the church kind of fell apart I, and I could slip out, so to speak, I then felt so alone because I'm like, I forged my identity since a teenager in this community. Now that I don't have it, who am I? And that's, I think I needed that because that started me on my self-discovery journey of going, why do I feel alone? Or why do I feel like this? And then looking back at my history and my childhood and my mental health and going, it's actually an insecurity in myself. It's Mm. no one else's thing. Mm. It's me and then learning more about myself and slowly overcoming those insecurities, I needed to step out of the community for that. And now that I feel in a better place as an individual and I have my community of friends and, and whatever, I, um, I don't feel as inclined to need the church community. And people have said, well, the church needs you. And I'm like, okay, Interesting. I also feel like I'm gonna reach the most people and impact the most people um not religiously, but just like in general as a positive figure um with my music, yeah. so I'm like, well, I'm gonna go all in on my music because I feel like that's gonna be the most rewarding, yeah, I'm not meant to be a missionary,
1: hmm.
0: you know people used to say I should be or something, and it's like, well, that's not me, I know who I am now
1: it's It's ironic with the oh. Intra-church thing as well Where they Talking before about the whole You know Like Don't hang out with The secular people You
0: know They're sinful It's like mis- It's more like Don't be misled by them mm but that then turns into, yeah. don't hang out, don't associate. And exactly. then that hangs, turns into, um, they're well, the enemy.
1: It's like Chinese whispers. Yeah. It, it ends up that way. Which is eventually. actually
0: contrary to Jesus in the Bible, who exactly. only hung out with sinners, not religious exactly people.
1: Exactly what I was going to yeah. say. You so know. that's why
0: I de- identify strongly with Jesus. It's just that a lot of people are not like Jesus. Crazy, right? And then as soon as you start being like Jesus in that way, you're ostracized by the Jesus community, and it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, So like, no, no, no. I I need whatever the current equivalent of the Romans are yeah. to be ostracising me, not the followers yeah. of what I'm trying to be. This is, yeah, man, it's so wild. And yeah, you see, you see it a lot. It's it's a scary subject to talk about too. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's real in your face and mm. contradictory to what a lot of people would know. But you, yeah, if if you're in a situation where this has affected you, like you got to hear about it. Because otherwise, yeah. you could be being led to think you're the crazy person, mm. you know, which that ain't healthy. I and
0: know I know people are always like don't talk about religion and politics and all this stuff, um, especially as an artist. But like, we going in. What you in just on this said, podcast, we going son. in. Like, <laughs> and I want to because people need it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hell yeah. Some people might need it. Um, but back to that need for power from the from the leader, the narcissistic leader, and their need for a cult following. Tied us into music. At some point, I started wondering. After going through that, dealing with that person and feeling so hurt by that person, I um, I then started reflecting and going: Am I like that person for wanting a cult-following fan base as a musician? Version one. Version one. More version
1: one goodness for your ear holes um today we are breaking down live in my head it's an oldie but a goodie i
0: hate the guy you're trying to find can't we go inside when you live in my when you live in my live in my-
1: music video came out in the uh, 3rd of April 2019. The actual release itself came out probably a few months before that. So, starting out, what was what was the direction you wanted to take for this track in particular?
0: Um, I'm it not sure from?
1: how... It, actually, no, I do know how it started.
0: So, a mate of mine named Liam, he's a producer named 21. He's extremely talented, like... I think he's very under the radar, but he's had some big cuts. He's a very good dude, uh, very talented producer. He sent me what started as the beat and I was really feeling it. I think it, it just he's really good at making like a really nice vibe, a very kind of like nighttime LA vibe, which I tend to gravitate towards. So mm. he sent that. I think I just started you know, doing what I usually do, coming up with a few words, a few melodies. And then over the course of it, the lyrics and the story kind of turned into this make-believe scenario of... I'm at a. I mean, I guess my songs always kind of come, I pull like little bits of influence, some actual events that I've like from my life, but sometimes the overall scenario is a bit made up. But, you know, bits mm. of influence, like slightly based on true events.
1: Um so I this get one's that. Ab- a little bit embellished.
0: Yeah. So this one's about like being at like a party and there's this girl and I'm like, I'm, like, the introverted nerd who, like, is basically my school life. I seem to be reliving a lot of my (laughs) my songs. (laughs) Um, And it's about, like, oh, yeah, you know, she's so cool and, you know, everyone's favourite thing and I wish I had her attention, but I don't. But in my head, she notices me. So, you know, the lyrics, like... uh, I hate this party. I hate this vibe. Um, you're way too juiced to drive like you're too drunk. I hate the guy you're trying to find, like, cause she, cause like that runaway love is always ending up with the other person, not you. So it's kind of like yeah. I hate the guy that you're trying to get with, because uh, like in my head, like when 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 you live in my head, you hold me, like, um,
1: mm. and it's kind
0: of just yeah, it's 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 more just that kind of aesthetic. So. Um, Some of that like American
1: frat party vibe, honestly. The whole that's what I went for. The whole, in whole idea, music video like, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's funny the because I obviously heard the song before of seeing the music video. That's actually what stuck in my head. Um, regardless, oh, right. then the the video came out, and yeah, yeah. As you said, it's got that exact vibe. Um, cool, cool, And it's really well shot as well. Actually, like as always with any of Aaron's music, check the music video out. Like don't just listen to the song, actually watch the music video. Um, yeah. even, if, even if you might not be the most visual person, it, you need the depth, I think. You need that depth to really get into the, um, the creative process of the song. Uh, yeah, because I, us- I usually
0: come up with the visual story while mm. I'm coming up with the song. I, you know If it's one of those songs, I see something with it. And sometimes people are like, this isn't a single but I'm like, but I still have a very strong vision, so I'll treat it like a single just so I can make a video. Because um, that's part of me, that's part of the artistic yeah. like output. Um, yeah, so I think like not a lot changed, like maybe we'll play a bit of the first version.
1: Absolutely, let's do it.
0: Yeah. So here we are in the same place. Old jeans with a new face You're tied up like a shoelace After attention, like I thought it was your birthday I got that new kick You got a polaroid in your phone case I'm holding on, hope we don't fade But now it's too late I hate this party, hate this vibe Now you're way too choose to drive I hate the guy you're trying to find Can we go inside? live 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 Damn. I actually like the way the original like snare hits now. I kinda miss that. I think I changed it to more of one of those like trappy
1: kind of snares, but that's yeah, like, the most producer thing I've ever heard you say <laughs> today. Like, yeah, oh, the yeah, snare, like the, man. The <laughs> snare, the
0: snare. It's, <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's an important part of the song.
1: Uh, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. I think the, the biggest thing that automatically sticks out to me um, a lot, like o- almost every verse has something that's changed lyrically. um no not not by by much just a little bit but especially the chorus because um in this first version you're just repeating Mm where you live in my head live in my head but you actually change it up in the final version um like you add a little kind of like interim bit between yeah that was um, my that was my old
0: manager he actually listened to it and he was like it needs something to change in the chorus, mm. so yeah, chop it a chord up a progression. bit. Yeah, change the chord progression. Changed that uh, that part. Put that little so baby, I could walk away, but but mm. now I'm waiting for the. Uh, but you know, I'm waiting for the day. Yeah, yeah, do it again, yeah. Then. So baby, I could walk away, but you know, I'm waiting for the day you hold me, and it goes back into the thing. That's actually a very very common songwriting technique in pop music, where it's A A B A. So um, Mm. If you listen to Post Malone, does it a lot. So in his choruses, it has like yes. a section, a yeah. section, b section, back to a, and it resolves, and it gives the listener this kind of like, I'm going away from the main idea melodically, mm-hmm. but then when it comes back, it's full circle, and it feels really good. You feel accomplished, like oh that that's resolved yeah, now.
1: It's fulfilling. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with very you.
0: Com- very common technique. Yeah, I just needed one of those. Um, hmm. So we did that, and then I added like you know I beefed up the the track and I reproduced things, and then I added the guitar in. Um, I, I wanted that kind of eighties feel. I think at the time I was really into the eighties stuff, so I'm like I got to have some little mm. shreddy eighties bits in the uh, outro and whatnot. Yeah, it took a while. The, the, the graphic,
1: up- the the graphic really sells it as well for the actual uh, the cover art. 100% oh, the poster I did. Gives that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, fun. Yeah, that's that was the like first... 80s horror movie poster.
0: Yeah, that was the first time I tried making one of those posters and since then I've just been trying to redo things like that every release for the art. Um, and we got mm. so many great shots in the video that it, like, just, it was begging for like an epic movie poster. So I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it did suit the guitars. Um, and not... Um, I mean, a lot of the song was there in the first demo version so but I ended up tweaking a lot and ended up adding more vocals and everything and then redoing the vocals and we got to nine versions to get the final version
1: damn so there's there's a lyric that actually stood out to me before recording this the way you drink here it makes me think that you might not think but you think you need it what (laughs) me the way you drink yeah
0: makes me think that you might not think but you think you need
1: so you you just told me before that you feel it went over people's heads. It's definitely going over my head as I read it. what was okay. what's that about? Maybe I maybe explain. I it, it flowed in the song. it's
0: the way you drink it does yeah, it makes me think that you might not think but you think you need it so the amount that you're oh, wasting okay. yourself like the way you're, you're the, the sheer volumes that you're drinking consuming alcohol makes me think that you don't have a big brain like it's just that like you look like a dummy but you think that you need this <laughs> to be cool to be social to be fun you're, just, you're being such a such a clown because you think you need to be
1: mm. it's just mm. one of those oh, that's a slow like, lyric
0: I'm, I'm the boring guy at the party who stands back and goes, man, what an idiot, like <laughs> looking at people going, why do you think you need to be in that state to have, you know, like there's the fun state of drinking, then there's the like mm. that person at the party every time who's just a slop in, in the ground in, in their own vom and you're like, why do you think you need to get to that point? to have fun
1: like man you're you're really calling out 18 year old me a bit I don't appreciate it but. <laughs> you feel attacked <laughs> <laughs> no I know exactly what you mean I know exactly what you mean we all know a person you've said that and now everyone listening is thinking of that one person 100 remember
0: I'm, I'm playing the 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 reserved unpopular nerd that I was in my younger age at the parties <laughs> who didn't drink who feels unpopular and just would wish that he was loved by the popular person or the popular girl, Um, but I'm not because I'm not that cool, but I'm instead standing back in spite and judging what everybody's doing, especially that girl, because she... she, it's It's almost like I don't like you at all, but I wish you would give me attention, but I hate what you do. Like,
1: Mm. it's one of those (laughs) songs. We've all been there, bro. We've all been there. Don't you worry. (laughs) So Live In My Head by Airports is uh, out on all platforms. Uh, And also check the music video out, as always. Uh, It's a great time. And I I would actually even like to throw out that it's probably my absolute favorite music video at this point. Um, There's a lot put into it and just, yeah, ticks all the boxes. Ticks all the boxes for me, I reckon. So, yeah, check that out
0: where's the line between, we call it a cult following, where's the line between being a, having a cult, like being a leader as an artist or a celebrity or whatever, having a cult following of fans, uh, what's the difference between an actual cult? Hmm. But I guess it's safe to say because you're not forcing anyone to do anything and Mm. no one's being like, you can only be my fan, no one else is like, I (laughs) hope no one's saying that. Um, But (laughs) it's just really interesting because there's, a lot of um, similar kind of there's a lot of similarities in the fans sometimes. Mm. Like die hard.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh a hundred percent. Like I mean, scroll back to what was it, two thousand nine, like the whole Bieber fever stuff. Like, oh my Bieber goodness. Fiends. That that was like my first experience with like seeing cultish followers oh, right. of okay. an artist. And like, man. It's interesting though because I think for a lot of people, that makes you not like that artist as well, which is kind of ironic.
0: Because I uh, don't like an artist because they don't like their fans. Mm. I'm terrible like...
1: for it. I'm real terrible for it. Anything that's hyped up. I didn't watch Mean Girls yeah. for like <laughs> so long just because people wouldn't shut up about it. I was Cult like, classic. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, I don't want to watch this Yeah, because you don't shut up about it. Like... I, I don't know, okay. I, and it's not even like I didn't like that person. I used
0: to be like that, but now I'm like, I want to know the hype. I actually went to true. the Beaver movie when it came out. Oh, true, I didn't know anything about him, didn't know his music except probably Baby. Yeah, and I didn't like, wasn't a fan. And then I, everyone was like Beaver, and there's a movie. I'm like, oh, and I watched the movie, and I became a fan. That's wild. Because I actually was like, he's a talented kid. Mm. I like his journey, mm. and then you know, it's part of it, but. Um, yeah the the but the poor guy like even he's had times in in press where he's had to tell his fans stop defending me cuz you're spreading negativity and hate true like if he if he's had another celebrity say something about him and his fans go in yeah he's like got to control the horde and be like don't do that you yeah. don't need to defend me i don't need you to do that
1: it's tough at the age that a lot of his fans at that time were as well, because they're the people
0: that. Oh, this is in the last year. Oh, really? I forgot what happened, but Seriously, there's definitely yeah. some point where he was like, "Don't defend me, don't start a war for me." Jesus, and you see it all the time. You see, like, you know, Taylor Swift fans mm-hmm. and BTS fans and all that. Mm. Um, they mean well. They're just defending their their leader, their
1: humble lord. But, but that also <laughs> is
0: weird. Like, but then as an artist, you want a cult following because you want. Because that's your income, that's your sustainability, mm. that's your platform to reach more people. Yeah. That's the people you have reached. It's um, it's such a weird thing. Like, of course, I want a cult following as an artist, yeah. but it just being through what I've been through, I'm like scared. I'm like I don't want the responsibility of like
1: <laughs> having a, to control millions of like, just being children. a leader
0: of like just anyone. <laughs> Um, not I mean look at politics look like oh man there's there's trump cult following there's you know there's the right wing and they're all ages mm. it's not just kids like it's everyone mm. even artists um yeah it's insane and there's definitely some weird things about cult followings and fans like I had a long time ago me and some other artists had like a fan meetup <clears throat> oh no And this girl came along And she's like I baked you guys co-. She was very re- 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 funny And she was like I baked you guys cookies And we're like Oh thank you so much Like it's so nice And one of the guys Started eating him And she's like Has my own bodily fluids in it <coughs> and we we're what all just like the what the fuck, fuck. Oh. I'm sure she said it for attention poor girl uh,
1: but it was uh, weird and she no was, one ate any fucking cookies after that no never oh again my God. scared of the cookies. Oh. So, why would you say that yeah no. like that.
0: and then like cult followings can turn into the stalker followings like it can go to that extreme they hide the bodily fluid cookies under your front door uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's yeah that's, never, that's accept, not-
0: never accepting homemade food not non-packaged food again for anyone.
1: That's <laughs> that's not the cult following you want. No. Um, <laughs>
0: so there were some good times, <laughs> and that that concludes my story of
1: cult cult followings and cults. <laughs> <laughs> what a note to end it on! Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if you find yourself in things aren't sitting right with you in the community you're in, maybe try and find some people outside of it to talk to. Mm. Mm. and get, think get for yourself. There's degrees
1: of separation
0: going. Think for yourself. That's the biggest thing. You can still maintain your belief system and your spiritual values or whatever values or tastes or interests and think for yourself. Yeah. No matter what your friends, community, family say. Mm. And it's hard as well because there's a lot of people that grow up in certain communities or, you know, religious systems or whatever from family and there's people that unfortunately get like exiled by their own family members for not maintaining, like not being part, not continuing to be part of that belief. Mm. And that's, I think, the saddest thing. That's frightening. And that would traumatise a lot of people. Yeah. So, mm. yeah.
1: Damn, well there we have it. Another yeah. one wrapped up. There we
0: go. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for my ranting. Thank you for <laughs> dealing with my rants about my crap. <laughs> Until the next lo- rant. Love to all, seriously. Yeah. No hate here. And again, just want to reiterate, no hate towards anyone in any type of belief system or group of people or church or whatever. Like, no problem. Um, just speaking my own experiences and speaking my own opinions and views. I may be wrong with all of them. <laughs> open to, I'm open to that. I'm
1: open to being wrong. So, Big love. Shout out. Thanks for listening to the Human Things Podcast with Airports. You can follow Airports on all social media at Airports Music. And I've been your host, Bryce Campbell. You can catch me on Facebook and Instagram at The Third Sun.